When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Podcasts don't need insurance, but tradies do. IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate, has been insuring Australian tradies for over 35 years. With competitive premiums, instant cover and no paperwork. That's the IMAR Insurance difference. Call an expert now on 13 IMAR. They're the tradies mate. That's IMAR. And I'm pleased to say thanks to Four Pines Brewing Co. Filled with real characters. Our man Matty Johns is on the show. G'day, Matty. Hey, Joel, Spud. How are you, boys? Good. We're going all right, Matty. Now, I want to, uh, I've just checked the time over there in England. It's 7 a.m. And England have broken a drought. We're getting plenty of text messages here about drought breakers. But what I want to ask is you, uh, Matty, you played there in uh, early 2000s. A yep. former teammate who may have went a little bit too hard with the celebrations last night. If you had to guess with England making the Euro final, who are you throwing stones at? Uh, uh, over there? Yeah, an, an Englishman who's just got a little bit carried away last night after the big victory. It's now 7am in the morning over there. <laughs> Mate, I tell you what, those Wigan boys, it's basically take your pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, Blake's like, really good, mate. Great bunch of boys. Blake's like Mick Cassidy. One of the real, um, uh, you know, like this this is um, a lot of fun. It's hard, but a Blake I'd like to pay tribute to was Terry Newton, mm. who no longer with us. Terry just loved life. Terry was the life of the party. He was, ju- and mate, he was a, he was a, he was a, um, you know, real working class lad. You know, he's from, you know, tough area. He was a really tough guy, but, mate, had a heart of gold. And, uh, man, he was so much fun, mate. He, you know, have a night out with Terry. You know, honestly, you you, you basically have to scratch out a week. <laughs> um, it, he was just, he was, it's such a, like I said before, tragedy. He's no longer with us, but he was a great player. Ridiculously tough and loved life. Yeah, that very, very sad uh, for Terry Newton, of course. But uh, the, the saying they're using over there, Matty, is it's coming home, it's coming home. Well, you know it's coming home for you in particular. State of Origin's coming home. Well, how good. It's fantastic. It, it, like, it'd be surreal for the people of Newcastle. What a week of sports. So you had uh, Tim Zoo last night, yeah. so it's going from Zoocastle to Bluecastle. Yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be massive. But, you know, I, I, I think I said to Vossi on Monday... The great thing about Newcastle, it's like Townsville. It's just a rugby league stronghold. It's it's the game in town, always has been and always will be. And in the early 90s, you know, I was talking to Chief about this and there was a guy at NBN Television in, in, New, in Newcastle and he said when State of Origin was played in the early 90s in Sydney, it rated about 39% of the city watched the game. Newcastle, 82%. Wow. to watch the game. I don't know what the other 18% were doing, but, uh, yeah, that's that's, how, that's that's a stronghold. Please tell me it was Mike Rabbit who told you that. Was it, was it Mike it Rabbit? Mi- it might have been. It <laughs> might have been Rabs. Do you want to hear a funny story about Mike yes. Rabbit? Yes. Me, me and Steve Crowright, one of the local radio stations got us on board. So they, they 
they worked out that we used to like a bit of a joke and a, and a practical joke at that. Anyway, we used to ring up local celebrities and, and G up. And once I called up, um, we called Mike Rabbit up. And, and Rab's <laughs> you know, nicest bloke in the world, but he used to have the moustache right yeah, on the news. great moustache. So I rung up and I said that I was from um, the um, Australian Deaf Association and then, <laughs> that, that we'd had copious amounts of complaints about his moustache <laughs> and I was demanding he shave it off. Right. <laughs> And it just went on for 20 minutes. I'm going, sir, I just, I, I request you get rid of the moustache. He said, well, I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not getting, I've, I've had it since I was 19. And I was like, sir, it doesn't look good. It doesn't suit your face. Right? This just went on over and over about 20 minutes. Yeah, local, and it'd be like, you know, for Sydney people, it'd be like basically ringing, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, Peter Avid. And I'm trying to think of the iconic guy that used yeah, to. Yeah, That's yeah. the way it is. Uh, Brian Brewery. Um, yeah, yeah. like hearing one of those guys. and Good fun. Good yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Matty, fantastic news regards Brian to Brian Henderson, sorry. Hendo. Hendo. Hendo, Hendo. Yeah. you got it. it. Yeah, Hendo. Fantastic news regards going to uh, Newcastle. I, I just think it's purpose-built for a uh, well, state of origin. It would be fantastic. What sort of crowd are they going to be able to get in there? But also, you talk about pommies. Mate, what about the pommies? Don't they love a bloody pint? They could drink on it. Oh, they yeah. just keep drinking oh. it and drinking and drinking. And, you know, particularly up north, that's just, it's just the culture there, Spud, yeah. you know, and I liken it. When I went over there, it was really funny. I, I reckon the Northern England culture was closer to Newcastle culture <laughs> than Sydney was. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, because it was a – the towns there and the people had a coal and steel culture. And it was about going to the pub, your mates, the pint, playing football, playing tough. I mean – Back in the day, that they reckon the English forwards, the big English front rowers, back in the seventies and eighties, if, if, if basically if they needed a front row for England, they just yelled in a mine shaft and want to come up. <laughs> they just, they're just tough guys, and, and yeah, they're fantastic guys. Um, I forget you asked me there before, but I was on to it. No, something. There. No, I was asking about the size of the crowd, oh. but don't worry, we'll go back to oh, me. Mate, we'll, 20, go back, we'll go back to they, me, mate. They, they're telling me, Spud, twenty thousand. They're going to allow twenty thousand in oh. there, so they'll go on about a minute and a half. Yeah, it'll be outstanding. Mate, I'll better do a segment, uh, Look Good, Feel Good, Smell Good. We spoke about it last week, mate. Has there been yeah. any, any advancement of you buying some aftershave and, and smelling fantastic? <laughs> I told my wife about it, yeah. and she's she's keen to have a chat to you about it, Spud. Is she? Because yeah. every time, every time we go, I tell you, because here's something, right? Mm. I use mum deodorant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I use Trisha's deodorant. Whenever I go, we were going to go, she goes, yeah, you use my deodorant again. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of you. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I love but it. But she's always saying, come on, get 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 a bit of uh, aftershave. But I just, I don't know. Hey, Maddie, I I, 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 obviously you've been hammered with the dragon stuff, but just, just give us a, a quick um, couple of bullet points mm. on where you stand on the dragon situation. Oh, look, the, the bottom line, I... You know, as I said with Vossi and Cameron on Monday, they, they've done the wrong thing. And uh, I'll, look, I'll tell, something I'm going to say tonight is this, and and he's been absolutely smashed with the big stick, uh, Paul Vaughan, and he's put his hand, and he's done the wrong thing, yep. and he's been a repeat def- uh, repeat offender. But uh, I, he is, I count him as a friend of our Thursday and Sunday night show because every time we asked him to come on, he would come on and he'd give of himself. And our junior producers, some of our female producers, say that whenever they do something with the Dragons boys, he's outstanding, he's a good guy. And that's what he is. He is a good guy. And 
the thing about it is when I say that, people will be listening going, well, that's beside the point. Yeah, I get that, right? I, I get that's beside the point. But I think all of us at one point of our lives have just been belted from every single angle. And you know what? Just a little bit of support from somewhere sometimes is just nice, right? And uh, he has been, as I said, he's been smashed with yep. a big stick. Yep. I think some of his teammates yep. have got off. They've been extremely well, lucky. They've got off real light. Yep, man. The other two, the two gooses, the Bell and, and Corey, Corey Norman. How about coming out and saying sorry? Like this other guy, yep. as you see, he's been he's been bell, bell over head with a, a stick. He did the wrong thing, and he, and it was absolutely stupid. But yep. these other two, the Bell and, and Corey, like it's, they've been in the paper about it. Have they come out and said sorry? I know that that's it, or or come out. Do you know on top of that, Spud? Come out in in support of Paul Vaughan, yeah. because we know how these things happen, and it's been painful. I, I don't know the circumstances, right? But with with our blokes and foot, you know, it's like boys in football teams. Everyone gets together and say, "Yeah, well, we're going to have a drink." Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, where are we going to have it? Oh, that's all right. Come over to my place. You know, it doesn't mean you're the architect of the drink no. of everyone breaking the rules. I, I doubt it very much if Paul Vaughan went to everyone and said, hey, guess what we're going to do? We're going to flout the rules. I'm going to get all over at our place. I'd be extremely surprised. It'd be a group thing. We're going to have a drink. Yeah, yeah, listen, boys, my place, you know, Shell Harbour, it's pretty low-key. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, as I said, I, I if that was my teammate, if that was, say, the chief, not that he would have, but the chief, that I'd be coming out saying, I'd be coming out publicly and saying, um, uh, I'll put it, I'd be lending some support to my mate saying it was a group decision. We all take our own responsibility and we're sorry that how hard he's been banged. Yep. So yep. that's just how I think, boys. Uh, hey, Matty, just moving off this, and you mentioned the Chief, and this will tie back in, and I'm guessing your answer is going to be probably the answer I'm looking for. And, and, and me saying this is probably a little bit naive, but I don't think recruitment's that bloody hard. Uh, when you, no. If you had a piece of paper and you folded it in half, and on one page you wrote down... Okay, who's the most influential players in our team? And what I mean by that yep. is the players who are the Pied Pipers, good, bad or ugly, for the best reasons or for the worst reasons. If you wrote down those three, four, five players on the left-hand side, then on the other hand, you're right, okay, who are the players who who actually lead the way on the field with their competitiveness, with their, their benchmarks they set? Now, you're hoping that those lists are very much correlating together, where... The top five influencers who lead the way are possibly on the other side as well. And, and I know for a fact, I go through the West Tigers, who I was fortunate to be part of early days, where we had the roguest list of all time starting it. So they very much didn't correlate. However, in 2005, Dean Hallitow, Mark O'Neill, um, Ben Galea, they were all on the left and right-hand side of the paper, which I don't believe is the case now for the Tigers. When you're winning comps at the Knights and having great success, would you say the left and the right strongly correlated? Yes, I would. Um, there were players like everything. You've got really, you got, you got guys who are one extreme, as you said, Joel, and some other guys at the other. Now, for if you look at Andrew Johns, our most influential player as far as results are concerned, mm. right? Joey could be a little bit loose, but he was surrounded by men like Tony Butterfield, yep. Paul Harrigan, yep. Mark Lanville, Robbie McCormack. And it just went on and on and on. And if Joey was carrying on like a goose, which occasionally he would, and like all us young blokes do, Mm -hmm. then one of those blokes would come over, give you a clip over the ear and pull you in the line. One of the problems we've got with the the game now is lack of leaders in these weak clubs. And and I think some of the young players, not, not that they're playing up, a lot of them, 
but it's just that on the field they're lost, mm. right? And there's no practical learning. I, I, I remember being out there as a you know young player, and you know you're getting pumped or you're you're under pressure, and your eyes are rolling in the back of your head, and someone like Robbie McCormack just comes up and grabs you. And just says, mate, next set of six, let's just drive in the, into touch. Let's walk there. Let's settle down a little bit. We'll get back. You know, we'll, we'll arrest uh, the momentum. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's that's what it is, child. It's leadership off the field. It's leadership on the field. It's showing the way. Older players giving younger players confidence. And I don't get, I, I've written for the Daily Telegraph tomorrow, and I said, has the, has the current six again rule had an influence on the blowouts? Uh, yeah, to an extent. Um, are sides using it as an excuse? Yes, I think they are. In my opinion, one of the things with the game is is that when I look in the last month, some of the defensive efforts on the football field have been horrendous. And they're blaming fatigue brought on by too much speed in the ruck. Well, I'll tell you what, last weekend I watched a number of games where teams were letting in soft tries in the first five minutes. Yep. So what's going on there? And the other, so that's two parts of defence. One is your enthusiasm and your attitude and your energy. The second part of defence is your defensive structure. And what has happened over the years is the wrestling in the last 10 years have covered up uh, defensive shortcomings as far as decision-making, intelligence in the, the defence line. So what we're getting, sides are defending on the back foot a lot, you know, probably... 60% more than they were previously with the with the slowed down rucks and sides don't know how to defend on the back foot. The poor sides are still trying to race outside in even though they're under pressure and, and, and going backwards. There's blokes on the outside still trying to sprint up and they're wondering why they're disjointed. There was an art to defending on the back foot and I remember playing spot in those Australian sides under, under your man Bob Fulton and Bob Fulton would practice drills with slide defence when you're on the back foot. Correct. Three, quick three steps up, hold your line and push them from the inside out. And I just think because of the wrestling and because a lot of these younger players have grown up in an era where the rucks are slow, they're being caught out. I played a game of squash with Mark O'Neill, who people won't know, he was a superstar squash player. And if I played him under one particular rule, Maddie, where you just got a point for scoring. So if you won your point, you scored... I could score points against him. However, yeah. when you when you played the proper way, which is squash, where you've got to be on serve to, or you've got to have won, yes. you, won the urn to, to score, I, I couldn't score a point against him because I effectively had to win two points two. in a row. And, and yeah. that's what the game's become. You can't fluke it against the good teams anymore, can you, with this set restart? Well, the thing about with the six again rule and, and the sped up rucks, it was brought in because Melbourne were too good at it. Right, Melbourne dominate. Now, when this six again rule came in, and the fact that Cameron Smith was retiring, people said, "Well, here we are. It is finally the end of the Melbourne Empire." Guess what? They've adjusted, yeah. and they're doing it better than anyone. Right, their ability to adjust because, and you said before about recruiting players, if you re- if you re- recruit on, on on two areas, number one character, number two intelligence, you're always going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I was worried about it. mate. You, you said the word attitude and defence. Like, it's, myself, the chief. It was our it was our attitude to take um, our pity on other people, right? And I don't see that in teams. I just think the way they the, the Roosters the other night it's the softest I've ever seen them play. I've never seen mm. the Roosters miss forty two tackles. Mm. It was just some days they say oh, they're on and off, but 
the good teams like the Melbourne Storms, mate, they hurt people the way they run. They hurt the yeah. people the way they defend. But the attitude, yeah, look at the defensive skills the uh, the other day. The Canterbury Bulldogs, he, one of the guys, he come out, he got he got palmed off the chest and they scored. Yeah, yeah. The attitude right. and the technique is absolutely um, yeah, diabolical. Well, Spud, Joel, you, you blokes remember this. I, I tell my boys about back in the day how we did review sessions. And it wasn't, it, it was certainly not, right, Spud, let's go aside here, just me and you, let's run through this. Oh, yeah. mate, could have done that better, could have done that. No, it was VHS, stop. Pause. What were you thinking? Play. Yep. Stop. Pause. Yep. You're an idiot. You let the side down. You're yep. soft. That's how it was. And you sat there for two hours and had to absorb it. Yep. And so I was like, I was absolutely terrified of missing a tackle or letting the side down because I knew on Monday night that at the 36th minute, I knew I missed a tackle that led to a try yep. and it was going to be paused. And they were all going to turn to me and just, what were you thinking? Why did you let us down? Yeah, but guess and what, mate? You, you, you wouldn't miss another tackle, mate. You wouldn't let your mate, teammates down. Well, I tell you what, you wouldn't put a you put you you might miss one spot, but it wouldn't be because you would it wouldn't be because you just hung lack an arm time. out or lack of, and, and and Melbourne Storm. The reason why they stay at the top is that those players are scared to miss a tackle. Like I, I don't know if I said to you, Blake, because so, you know you get mixed up when you're talking to people, particularly when you're nearly fifty, what you say. But I, I use my young bloke Cooper as an example, and I asked him. I said, "What's the biggest spray Craig Bellamy's ever given you?" And he said, "Dad, when I came, my first year in Melbourne, he said I'd gone in there with a break in my leg, and he said I missed the first three weeks of training, my first ball work session." He said, Dad, I set up about three tries, went through a few times myself and just thought, mate, how good is that? And the boys said to Cooper, when you walk in for the review session after after training, if your name's down the, in the side column, it either means you know, you've been outstanding and done something really good or you're going to get blasted. So he walks in there for the review session about an hour after that training session and he's feeling pretty good. He looks up and his name's there and he goes, oh, yes, how good is this? Yeah, here we go. And he sits down. And he turns and says, Coop, I want to show you something, mate. Right, our boys. Right, let's have a look at this and welcome Cooper along. Good to have you here, mate. But what the F was that? And oh, Cooper yeah. said what it was, he was standing in the line and Brody Croft came along and just sort of did a little half show. And Cooper didn't quite take it, but he just he just sort of drifted outward slightly. Now, Croft didn't go in, but Belliak, he said, blasted me for 10 minutes mm. and said, mate, we do not do that. You know, and it just, and Cooper said, mate, I was just rattled. And I said, Cooper, what he does, does he ever do that to Dal Finucan? No, he doesn't, Dad. Does he ever do this or that? No, he doesn't, Dad. I said, he doesn't do it to the senior players because he doesn't have to. And what he's done to you in that first session, he has shown you straight away what the standards are. Brilliant. Straight away. Yeah. Where I just look, and I might be wrong. I don't want one of these blokes all criticising teams all the time. But I just wonder, in the lower sides, what are the standards? Yeah, what is acceptable and what isn't? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's why it's going to come down to those top teams. And the, and the gun coaches win so many comps. I remember just on the video sessions, we, we do have to go, but on the video sessions, uh, Terry Lamb couldn't reach the video. And you spoke about the old VHS. So <laughs> the, the bloke who set up the room, he used to put the video in for Terry, right? So, yeah. And then all he had to do was come in and use the remote, bang, and we'd go through that. When Terry Hill had a shocker, yeah. he'd turn the batteries around the wrong way in the remote. <laughs> so Bar would try and start the thing, and he goes, nah, video's off, and away we go. Oh, Matty, I've got to leave you with this. Um, you, you may have seen it, but if you haven't, uh, when I watched it, I thought, this is right up your alley. The Spy. Have you seen The Spy? 
No, I haven't. Oh, you've got to see this. It's about this uh, Israeli who goes behind enemy lines uh, over oh. there, Sasha Baron Cohen, who, who oh, he yes. plays a funny guy, but he plays a serious guy. He, mate, right. it's 11 out of 10. Okay, because I've seen it, and I just look and say, I can't imagine him in a serious yeah. movie. But I will check it Trust out. Me. When I get back from work, I'll check it out. And I've got so, one so he's a massard agent. I've got another yep, one for you. Yeah. Prime Amazon, Jeremy yep. Clarkson Farm. Okay. Another guy from Top Gear. Yep. Yep. He's been yep. on his farm. He's got a thousand hectares. He's never been on a farm before, mate. It is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. There you go, Matty. You've you've looked after me. That's my week. Beautiful. There he is. Uh, he's on tomorrow from nine, by the way. Uh, Matty Johns on drive with Joel and Fletch. Thank you very much, Matty. We'll chat later. Good on you, boys. Great to talk to you. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.